0: So that's why I say I can give somebody exactly amount of money I've spent for koi, and you will not build it. Or come anywhere close because you don't have my community who's rocked with me for almost nine years. Hi
1: Offscripters, it's your host Sewa Ejepile and welcome to episode 195 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. Hyatt Rita started out as an influencer. When a company she was supposed to collaborate with backed out of a fine jewelry partnership deal, she was stuck holding thousands of dollars worth of packaging. At that point, she decided to lean on her influence and the loyal community she had built to launch her own jewelry brand. This happy accident turned into a global phenomenon called hoi. In this episode, Hyatt is sharing the roller coaster ride of her first year in business. It's rare to get such a raw and transparent view into the early stages of a successful business. I hope you draw inspiration from the fact that there is light at the other end of whatever phase of business you're currently working through. Before we hear the rest of Hyatt's episode, just a quick reminder to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This will help other stories like Hyatt's get discovered by women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script with the founder and creative director of Koi, Hyatt-Rita. Hyatt-Rita, welcome to She's Off-Script. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Nothing's off bound. Let's get to it. Oh, I can't wait. So for anyone who hasn't come across you, who doesn't follow you online, could you share who you are and what you do?
0: I, I want to be like, I'm a girl from Ghana. That's it.
1: But no. <laughs> I, oh, this
0: is the first time I've introduced myself in Hyatt 11.0 era. I am a full-time entrepreneur and, the- it. and owner of a sculptural art, wearable art brand, Koi. Nice. Oh, that has a ring to it. That's the first time I've actually introduced myself as like full-time entrepreneur. So I love that. Thank you for the honor of being the first place I introduced myself that way.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate you being here to share your story. And for me, when I first came across to you, you were heavily into the influencer, the paid influencer, because we're all influencers, the influencer, mm-hmm. the blogging, the lifestyle space. And you have since transitioned right so could you share a little bit about when you first decided that you would start using your influence to create your own brands
0: yeah i mean i always see influencing as think about like a runway Mm. everything is always a gateway to something so when you're an influencer and when and you know obviously people are influential but when you are a content creator Mm. online you have a runway have you ever been in a plane And it starts at the tip of the runway. The pilot tells you, cabin crew, get ready for takeoff. Mm. The beginning of your career. So, you know, you you dabble, you experiment, you get your first paid partnership. Then there comes a point where the plane starts speeding. It has a short window of which it has to take off. If it does not take off, it crashes. Mm. Many content creators miss their takeoff. At some point in time, you're going to build up this influence. What are you doing with it? Mm. So a lot of the smart content creators will pivot like, okay, you're making brands millions off of your like recommendation. Okay. Now flip it back to you, launch your thing. Whether it's, you know, some people do like partnerships, you know, where you create a, your own line of clothing or, you know, with, with a brand because you don't want to deal with all the production and stuff mm-hmm. or you serve a, a lot of influencers are now doing like Amazon, the drop, like, there has to be a pivot. You can't just be on this content creation runway, just going, 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 going to what? The the wheels literally fall off. So I always knew at some point in time, I'm going to do something with all of this influence because it's not every day I can be telling you outfit from, come on, like it was also exhausting. Let me yeah. be there. Sharing links um, and yeah. Baby, I stopped sharing links like three years ago. I was like, this ain't the page. <laughs> you you tried. I think you even hired someone to help yeah, you with the then links. and at some point, I was just like, that's not who I am because let me tell you the truth. Half the time I'm in sweatpants mm. and you know everybody goes through that part of influence where, where, where you know you start buying clothes just to wear. Mm. And I was like, I'm not wearing this. Like, so to me, it, it became, I dabbled and I was like, let me try and do the link thing. And I was like, it doesn't feel good. I'm coming right back. And then, so when I really started, you know, starting my own brands, it became, okay, no, you can't tell me what to do. Cause some of these brands will literally hijack your personality.
2: Mm.
0: I need you to say this. I need you to post this. There was one time I was in the hospital. I was in the ER for something. So I emailed the brand like, Hey, you know, I got a, like, I need an extension. Their concern was when they were going to get their caption. I said, Oh man. So I'm not a human to you. Mm -mm. You just need my audience. And I'm like, but my audience also needs me to be alive to be able to share things. So that's when I started pulling back because I was just like, this ain't it. This this just, is not it. And you know, you start focusing to yourself. Now you'll hardly see me do a paid partnership. Like you have, it has to be a lot for me to even like say, fine, I'll do it. Because as you grow, your name also has equity. Yep. I can't just be pouring my name around like, oh, she's doing this, this, this. No, no, no. Who are you? And do you deserve? the influence I have built and you deserve the sort of decision journey of my, of my audience.
2: Mm.
0: No, you don't deserve it. And I can see through brands. Now I've worked on the other side. I know how these pitches work. They come, they're like, Oh, she has X amount of flaws. We need her to do X, Y, and Z like a beauty brand. will send you a face wash. I need you to hit these five points. Sweetheart, you send it to me yesterday. You want the content tomorrow. I've, have I even washed my face between that time? <laughs> you know, so I just like the more I understood, I was just like, I'm just doing my own thing. Mm. That's that's your mm. long-winded answer. So no. I hit my runway and I took off. I'm building the plane
1: as I fly. You know. As you should. Now you've since launched quite a few brands, and some of which you ran simultaneously. I've seen the Candle brand, the store in Ghana, quite a few. So at what point? Did you decide to transition between brands and pivot between brands? What was your decision-making process like for those different brands?
0: I think things happened to me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I talk about Aya, so Aya was my candle brand that evolved into a home brand. That was the baby I wanted. Koi was not what I wanted. Mm. Aya was, I was, I was so sure I was going to be the next Martha Stewart. I was going to have a home brand. Like it was a big thing for me. That was on my vision board. It's what I wanted. And then Koi was a mistake. Mm. I think it's hard for people to know Koi was actually a mistake. In it what was not way? happening. So Koi actually started off as a brand partnership with a brand. And they were going to like, it was going to be fine jewelry. And I was going to do a custom collection with them. And what ended up happening was it was just like, I was like, okay, well, we have to name it something. And I want to design the packaging. Because if I'm putting my name on this partnership, it has to be the Hyatt Rita standard. Mm. Then at the last minute, the con- like it never worked out. And so I was stuck with packaging that read the Koi studio. And I'm sitting there like, holy shit. And then I said, well, we were supposed to launch still in like June, July. And I was in Ghana when I got the phone call that, you know, the deal, the brand was pulling out of the deal. And I'm just like, you guys, I have all this packaging that I have funded. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do? And they're like, nope. I think they were, I forget the reason why, but they were pulling out. And so I had that split second and I called my boyfriend and I said, Hey, this will happen. He goes, You are Hyatt Rita. And I just remember very well him saying to me, You are Hyatt Rita. You will figure this out. Get right to it. Hmm. And we were going on vacation. It was like our anniversary. So we were going on vacation. You know, I never left the hotel room. Oh, I was man. On the, hotel room the whole time. And like till today, every time I'm like, I'm sorry, but thank you for letting me do that. Because then I started finding manufacturers and then I flipped into Koi in two weeks. Literally two weeks. And now look at Koi. So imagine I had Aya and this was just a small partnership I was going to do on the side Mm. under Winter Hyatt. And then I was just like, man, this is, this is okay. This is okay. And then it started being like, you start looking at the numbers between Aya and Koi. Yeah. Start looking at the numbers. And also in the home line, if I say I designed a set of pots, the manufacturer will not talk to you if you're not making a thousand sets. In jewelry, they can talk to you if you're making a hundred.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So the lead times on I was too much. The innovation was limited. I couldn't be as creative as I wanted. So I had to have a moment. I was in um, Cape Town last year, and I just remember getting very. I was very sick. I think I had like food poisoning or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I gotta go back, and I gotta do Aya and I gotta do Koi. And then like I had some other things happen in the business where it was like, okay, a lot of people screwed me over. And I'm sitting there like I have no money left and I have Aya Bills and I have Koi Bills. So you're going to look at both of them and say, it's going to be one of you. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was like, OK, shut everything else down. That's how and you pick. She's just like Koi, let's go. And I don't think a lot of people understand what that does to you from my density point of view. Mm-hmm. I think I do my hardest time. Because I didn't know how to shut things out. Hyatt is the one who does everything.
1: Yeah, you want to see it through out.
0: Yes, I will see everything through. Mm-hmm. And that decision, it wasn't as hard as all oh, the business is shutting down. It was emotionally. I went through like identity crisis of who, like I always say, who am I when I'm doing just one thing? I've never done one thing in my life. Ever. Hmm. So I'm st- I, I'm still struggling. Cause I'm a busy body. I'm here, here, here. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm balancing this job with that job. That's where I get my energy. And now it's like, Ooh, it's all coy, And it's just like, mm, okay, this is, this is different. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm going, I'm going through it.
1: So you talked about having coy bills and aya bills and having a partner pull out and like a lot of people building businesses, it's difficult to come across capital. So how did you ultimately fund and finance Koi?
0: Um, my rent. Um, I would sell things. Like literally, I, I sold my clothes. Anytime you see me do a closet sale, mm. I was trying to raise money. Then I started teaching online. Like, so I would literally be like, okay guys, I'm gonna teach you how to do brand strategy. Stuff that like brands, like companies are paying my employer millions to have hired in a room. I'm like $80, hop on a Zoom, then I'd have 40 people. Then I'd do a second class and you have hundred people in the class. Then mm-hmm. people are like, go. so I literally was like, my biggest asset is my brain. So I'm gonna use that as my fundraiser. I don't ask people for money. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want an investor. No, 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 no. Because I will always know how to go and ask. Yeah. But I know how to figure out. Like even when we were doing the Koi store, there was a point in time where my now CFO is just kind of like, okay, what can we do? We need X amount of money to open the store. Oh, I was like, give me two weeks. I'll teach a class. I'll sell some clothes. I think I taught like 10 classes. I pulled my YSL bag. My, like, I pulled all my designer bags and started just selling them. I pulled all well, my- Well,
1: they say they're investment pieces. They better start and, putting and in the no, work. No, <laughs> and that is why. I mean, I said, I will
0: not sell any of my Celine's. Those are collector's items. But like, I I was like selling things. I was literally doing everything. And then I show up, okay, you wanted this amount. Here you go. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh. because before you you know, you're, if you're always used to asking anytime you need something, your first thing is, who can I ask? Mm-hmm. My is, what can I do? Like, I would joke, I'm like, listen, we are, 10 minutes from only <laughs> like, guys, if we need the money, I'll figure it out. But um, that's how I found the capital. It is all literally from my salary, from anything of my savings, anything I made from influencer. Like people think, oh, as an influencer, I was rolling in dough. No, mm. it was like, I don't think I've touched influencer money in five years. Mm. Literally, I have never been like hired as an entity paid in over five years. Wow. Still is not, is not paying me because the business is trying to grow. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand that because they're like, oh, I must be doing well. She must be doing great. Sweetheart. Koi, Koi is his own person. She's she not paying me yet. So that's like, a, it's the parts of entrepreneurship that I always got so frustrated because during this time, you're trying to look for somebody who went through it so I can hear and understand that it's okay. Keep going. Mm -hmm. But all I see is everybody saying, Oh, one day I'll tell you the story about how hard this road was. I'm like, no, no, no. I want the story today because I need it today. So Mm -hmm. that's when I started sharing everything. Cause I was like, somebody has to be going through this. And if I'm dealing with it, I need somebody to know it's okay. Mm -hmm. You'll be okay. So little things like, um, I go to the gym every morning. My gym is an hour walk from my home. You know, I walk there and walk back every day, all season. Wow. So I could save money on Uber because that $20 Uber there and back five days a week could go to Koi. Mm-hmm. Till today, I walk there and I walk back. So every morning, two hours of walking, then I'll go lift for an hour. And it became a thing of like, I will walk anywhere I can to save money mm. because I'm building businesses. Like I started to see the world in sample costs. Ooh, that's our flooring. Oh, that, that's, that's a light bill. You, I started to see, like my boyfriend had to be like, hi, I need to stop this nonsense. Cause he'll be like, let's go to dinner. I'm like, Mm-mm, that's electricity bill. We will eat at home. And it's just like, okay, you have to stop going in panic mindset all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's how COI was funded.
1: So you did mention sample costs and flooring for your store space. So in most cases, people will go straight to e-commerce like you did. What led you to open a brick and mortar business? Yeah. Also a
0: mistake. You not, so. not, not a mistake, but it was a happy accident. Mm. So when I first started Koi, you got to understand, I'm not shipping that amount of orders from my living room. Mm. I had an amazing friend who literally like, I couldn't find anybody who would rent to me because I didn't have enough money to put down six months deposit for a commercial space. So she's like, I have a storm at the back of my office. Come and use it. Literally, she's just like, you know, pay me this much, come and use it. Like, I got you, girl. And then you start growing out of it because it's like our boxes alone could fill up the whole room, like before the packaging, before the actual jewelry. So then I couldn't fit Aya in that space.
2: Because
0: mm. so, remember, this time I have two things. So then I had another friend who had a candle business who used to pour my candles for me. So she's like, yo, I know you're trying to do your candles as well. If I'm pouring them here, I have a table in my back room. It was literally a table and a shelf. Mm. I will rent that space to you so you can pack Aya orders there so that it saves on the transport cost of, I'm not picking up the candles and moving it somewhere Mm. else. So we were at the little table in the back. I still have pictures, a little table in the back. You know, I'll call whoever would come and help me. And then once I think I asked her, like I said something like, oh, I need a a bit more space. I wanted to know if maybe I could have a couple more inches. So she texted me one day and she was like, hey, my landlord has a space open. It might be best for you. It's literally two blocks up mm-hmm. there. I think it will be enough space for you to like move all your boxes and have it all in one central place. And she's like, he's about to rent it out to somebody. So you got to call him today. So I called this man who's probably about to sign a lease to someone and I just told him my whole story. So he's like, come and see the place and see if it fits your needs. So I called um, who I consider my big sister, Phyllis. And I was like, Phyllis, let's go to this place. I need a second eye. She's also mm-hmm. dining. it. We walk in, it has a storefront, a back and a basement. And I only wanted the back because it was enough room to fulfill. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, break. It was just like, it was one of those things, take it as is, like, it's, there's nothing pretty about it. And then he was like, oh, but it's on a busy street and it has a big glass window are you sure you don't want it to be a storefront for this line you're telling me you have? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm an e-commerce business. Like mm. there's no storefront. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, then you can use the whole space. And because I told him my story, he literally, we signed the lease the next day. He's like, you can have it. With what money? Exactly. And I literally sat there like, I don't know how I'm going to pay this, but thank you. <laughs> I didn't even care. I knew I would find it. Like mm. I'm, I'm that kind of person. I will find it. So it was literally like the space was for us to fulfill. And then I was like, you know, like, I remember Phyllis being like, hey, it's on a busy street in a really great Chicago neighborhood. Why don't you maybe allow pickups? So that was the whole thing. We would allow pickups. And then I was just sitting there and I went to this art gallery in Cape Town and I was looking at the place and it was such a beautiful experience. And I literally, again, my boyfriend always happens to be there at like my moments. I walked and I said, this is the Koi store. Mm. It was just like, okay, it's no longer going to be a warehouse. It's going to be a store. How are you going to afford it? I don't know. I'll figure it out. Mm. And so that's by the time I came back and was like, now I've decided I want there to be a Koi store. I, you know, we were renovating the back so that we could have, you know, shelving and stuff like that. So I was like, it's going to be a Koi store. And it was like, okay, you want a Koi store? You got to consolidate everything. You got to shut down all these businesses. We did a huge warehouse sale closing sale of Aya, literally to raise money to be able to like do the store. And I remember very well, cause this one, it still hurts my heart. I wanted to go to the Beyonce concert. I wanted to buy tickets with everybody. I had saved money for Beyonce tickets mm. in a special savings account, but we needed to floor the front of the store. That's where my Beyonce money is on the mm. floor. Mm. And so There wasn't this, oh, I have a dream. I'm going to open a store. Everything in my life is happy accidents. Think about Koi was a happy accident. Me just asking someone, can I please use a table at the back of your place so I could ship my orders led me to this space. Literally like, and I just remember having no idea how to run a business. No idea who was going to help me because Koi also went through like some drama with shipping and I had to fire everybody. So it was literally just me packing Mm -hmm. after our for sale. So I even put online, like, it's me packing the orders, guys, I need patience. Then, you know, my Chicago squad, like my friend pregnant showed up. I'm going to help you pack 10 boxes. Then this person is like, I'm going to come. Like people who I knew, because also you can't just have a stranger come in. Like, I don't know you and I'm just giving right. you all my inventory. There was one night, 12 people, everybody brought a friend, somebody brought a sister and we packed everything. Nobody charged me a single thing.
2: Because
0: oh. they literally knew like, Aya isn't a pickle. And so because we were not paying anybody to help us ship and we were liquidating the entire Aya and also everything, we were able to raise money that Koi is now. And like, even just to add how happy accidents happen, I went to the gym one day and I just remember having like maybe $200 and I was near tears. But I went to the gym because one thing I'll do is go to the gym. And my trainer was just like, what is going on? And I told him everything. Like we were going through financial things. Like people screwed me over. And he was like, listen, one of my clients like does this. Like, do you want me to link you up? That person you look me up with is now my CFO. Mm. And he was like, hey, I have somebody who like can help you run. Like, you know, she can help you ship. She is now our head of operations. Just do your person- trainer. First of all, my, my trainer is like the connector of the dots. And then our head of customer service is somebody I met in the gym. Like my publicist now is somebody I met at an airport. Like every, you never know how people are going to come around, mm. but like everything happened. And imagine I didn't go to the gym that day because I'm going through some, I said, let all me right. go and cry um, on the weight machine than crying in my bed. Right. <laughs> and now look at how it connected. And like Koi is where it is today because I, f- I had the right people who weren't in this for, I want to rock with Hyatt Reader because this is what it can do for me. It mm. was just like, I remember I asked the CFO, I was like, why did you help me? Because at the time when she was helping me, she's just like, listen, you can't even afford me. So let me just help you for a month, get your books together. Right. And I asked her, why did you help me? And she said, because the way I was hustling like it wasn't even about the money. It was the hustle that I have, is what will make a great business. Mm-hmm. She could see the future success because yes. mm-hmm. it's like Haia is kind of like I remember her being like, "It's gonna take like eighty thousand dollars to open the store," at a point in time where I probably had two hundred in my account, and I and I didn't flinch. I said, "Okay, cool, I'll I'll figure it out. How mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll figure it out." People want to see that. Yeah, they don't want to see. Oh, fine, I'll call whomever. It was. Okay, so that's that's how we are here today. You're actually
1: the first person I've told the full story. So, well, I I hope everyone is blessed by (laughs) hearing that because in the arc of any hero's journey, there's always the trials, there's always the mountaintops. But one thing that you shared is pretty much soon after you opened your koi storefront. You lost your job, your nine to five that you said you loved, that you would always yes. have. You lost it. So how did that then factor into your level of focus for Koi?
0: I mean, I'm still going through it. Like mm-hmm. that, that was, what's, what's today? Today's June 15th. That was all of like three weeks ago. I mean, mm-hmm. it took me a long time to even say it publicly because you go through a, what? Cause it was like, I've been through so much building coy. Yeah, And I had finally had a reason to smile. What was, was my thing. I finally got a moment of joy because my store is open and it was, I took PTO just to focus on it. Like I literally took two days off that that's how high it works. I'll take two days off and right back to work. So I was going right back to work after, after the Koi opening weekend, I was literally going back to work and it was like, Oh, okay. I remember looking at the email. Cause you know, you get an email that says if your job is safe or not, and I remember it came at 6, a.m. And mm-hmm. 11 is my lucky number. The Koi store opened at eleven eleven, So I looked at the email and I said, okay. And I closed the computer and guess where I went? To the gym. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and like, you know, as usual, I see my trainer. hey, what's up? And I go, I just lost my job. And he goes, okay, well, get the rings out and warm up. <laughs> <Keep> <laughs> it was just up. like, it was literally just like, okay. So I trained and I came home. I had like, my boyfriend was here at the time. We had breakfast, we were chatting and I just slipped it. Oh, I lost my job. And he was looking at me like, okay. Mm. And then I went and sat in my closet quietly. So there's a video of me and I document everything. I film, like I was filming a diary about how I felt because I was like, one day I want to watch back because I can't write that quickly. I want to talk. When I say I wept like somebody was dead. That was the moment where like I broke all the way down because you go into sheer panic. Mm. I've always had the comfort of, I have an income so I can build slowly at my pace. If it doesn't work out, screw it. I'll move on to the next thing. But I'm like, I closed down Aya. I'm no longer doing influencing deals. I've now lost my job. Boy, is it? And then I said it in the tone of panic. Koi is it. And then I paused and then I reframed the tone. Koi is it. And the next day I was on TV. I called my publicist and I literally said, let's go. Mm. Because before she's trying to book me for things, but I have work. No, no, I can't do that. Oh, I I only, I don't have enough time. I don't think that's a priority. And I said, let's go. And I coined the term Koi to the world. And it was literally Oh, we're not stopping. Let's go. Where do you need me? <laughs> Five places at once. Cool. Let's go. Because there's a different fire in me now Then mm-hmm. I hope in, like, here we can come back on the podcast again and maybe it's a different conversation. But there's a fire in me right now that is literally coy to the world. I've told myself every day, all my friends text me coy to the world. My team, it's our rallying cry because it's like, guys, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like we're going, I'm all in. What do we need to do? Who do we Mm -hmm. need to hire to get this business even higher? Because if we've done all of this with it as my side project, okay, it's on.
1: Yeah. So tell me about who you have brought on side to help you get to the next level. You've talked about your CFO. You've talked about having to fire people in the past. So who's helping you get it to the next level after having worn every single hat in your business? It's crazy.
0: Anybody I started Koi with is no longer with me. Not a single person. Often the case. Yes. So now we have a CFO. Um, we have a head of operations. So, like, think back of house, head of like every order that goes out, like, she, she runs a whole team of people who pack the orders. Then there's, we just brought on a customer relations person who also manage the store and also handle VIP clients because there's Koi babes who are 10 collections deep. Mm. My whole loyalty program is not your earning points. We're going to build a program that gives you access to a person to secure your pieces so you're not tussling online with the girls. So I hired somebody for customer loyalty and my client relations. Then we have store associates. Then there's a head designer. That's like, think about all the graphics, the website, any visual asset you see from Koi. Then I have a creative director in Ghana who does all the visuals. Mm-hmm. Then I have a director in Ghana who does all the like concepts. Like they take my concepts and we build it into like a shoot. And then who else we have? Head of customer service. Then you have the legal team because that's, that's got to be deep. So I think now for somebody who got let go from a job, I'm probably responsible for 11 people's. Yeah, I think it's at least 11 people Hmm. or 12 or 13. It's a lot of people.
1: Mm. So the spreadsheet opened in my mind and I started kind of tallying.
0: Girl, girl, girl.
1: If it it took 80K to open up the storefront, if someone were starting Koi today in its current (sighs) state, how much would you say I need to raise in order to launch something similar? You don't
0: need how much, you just need me. You need <laughs> hustle. No, honestly, I could, like, I could hand somebody because Koi was going to be 80,000 to open the store. It probably ended up being over 150. Like it is mm-hmm. insane because, you know, oh, this, we have to redo the floor. It's now another 5,000 you didn't like. Those, those things ripple up. Mm-hmm. But I think no amount of money will give you the success that hustle will. I can give somebody 150,000 and they will not build a brand. Mm, snaps, that's true. It's absolutely true. Because there's parts of Koi that also become like, I have, let me tell one thing about my community. I brag on them heavy. My community will show up for me any and everywhere. The day we opened, we had 300 people come through that store. When I pulled up, I remember waking up and going for my walk. I go on a walk every morning. As I was going for a walk, they were texting me that people were outside with camping chairs. I was like, I haven't even done my makeup to come to this event. And people are waiting. Somehow, I'm just like, ah, are we sure it's just earrings I'm selling? Like somehow you've turned into Beyonce. (laughs) Like even when I finally walked out to open the store, the line was around the block. And the first thing I said to them was, "What are y'all doing here?" And and that wasn't me being silly. It was my natural reaction because you open the door, and I've been coming this store every day under construction. It was in construction from September. We opened in May. So I opened the door and I was literally like, legit, like, what are you guys doing here? And they were like, for you. So somehow I'm just like, are you here for Koi or are you here for like, but it's a community who I pour into. Mm. So they pour back into anything I do. They've shown up for every brand, every partnership, because I give as if everybody's my best friend. Mm. That's part of the secret of Koi. Like, obviously my designs are great and I tell the story and I bring you into my mind and I like to call myself a marketing genius, you but are. Still, thank you. But still there is a thing of my community rocks with me because I, for years, when we go back to proper influence, I'm not overselling you on some shit. I think you don't need, mm. I'm not doing every partnership. I enjoy more when I'm doing Q and A's and I'm pouring into people, I'm teaching them. This is how you love yourself. This is how you set boundaries. This is how you hustle. That's how people. So it's like people feel this like attachment to Koi because they watch me build it. Mm-hmm. So when you wear those earrings, you're like, listen, let me tell you about the girl who built this thing. hmm. So that's why I say I can give somebody exactly amount of money I've spent for koi, and you will not build it or come anywhere close because you don't have my community who's rock with me for almost nine years. So that's why I say I can give somebody exactly amount of money I've spent for koi, and you will not build it or come anywhere close because you don't have my community who's rock with me
1: for almost nine years. Your community, that community you can't buy. They can ride hard for you. Maybe. And I know people have asked you how it is that you've built that community. And I think I want to ask that in a different way. There are some people who are more introverted and they may not feel like they're brave enough to share as transparently as you do. Would they still be able to build a community no. as? Committed as you are, no.
0: Because then, what are are they? What are they coming to you for? To see your hair um, tutorial this morning? They watch that on YouTube. Mm. People gravitate to people who make them feel seen, who give them permission. My my entire brand foundation is I give you permission. Maybe it's permission to dance in the mirror. Maybe it's permission to start that business you've been sitting on. Maybe it's permission to move on after a failed relationship. Mm. Maybe it's permission to be an immigrant and make a name for yourself. All I do is give people permission. So they subscribe to any version of my life I present because it's always going to give them permission. So for me, when I first shared, I was shutting down I people could not understand how I was so okay. Because like, are you not embarrassed for what? The thing is closing. Like, what, what, do, what do you want me to tell you? It's closing. Mm. I should be ashamed. I had to have conversations with even like, people close to me when I shared that had been laid off and I shared it in a video. Cause I remember being like, I'm never going to share this. I don't know how I'm going to say this, but I'm also, I remember saying I existed as if like, you would have never known. Cause the next day I was filming an ABC special in, in my yellow outfit. It was literally hours after. Mm. And I was just like, I'm not going to say anything. And then it was like, but like, then who am I? If I'm not like this. And I remember telling my mother, cause my mom was like, why are you crying on Instagram? <laughs> You gotta let like, what? I mean, she said it from a place of like concern, but she because mm-hmm. she called me and she goes, I thought you said you were okay. And I was like, Mommy, that was I filmed that three Before, weeks ago, yeah. like it was not today. Um, and she was like, Why was it so public? And I said, Because the same joy at which I shared when I got the job is the same energy I will use to share when it's done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not shying away from it. And like, she was just like, Okay, but it's so public. And I remember I, I paused and I said, Mommy, are you embarrassed? It's just like, no, but I just feel like, you know, what are, and I said, I don't care because somebody's going through this right now. And lots and of people know, were, they shared it in your crazy. comment. Mm-hmm. And do you know, can I tell you something? I haven't been able to read the comments I started and I would actually, I'm a crybaby and I own crying. Mm. I would be bawling. I'll read one comment. I'll start crying. So like one day I like, I've kept the post cause one day I'll go and read them but it's the one post I've not been able to read the comments because I'm still like a, I'm too fragile still. So I'll read it. I'll start crying right now. So it's like, I was like, there's so many people going through this right now, even like coworkers who were part of the group who was also let go. And it's like, we loved our jobs and I still love the team. I still love everything. And you know, things happen, things happen. Like no, no beef, no like heart beatings. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking it personal. But it really was, I was like, there's a lot of people going through this right now, and those people are getting ready to give up. So I'm going to show you what it's like when you don't. And I can't batch plan this. Mm. I can't find this in a social calendar. Every day is a different day. Yeah. But but what, what is always going to be the high thing is I will show you how it's happening as it's happening, my highs, my lows, my feelings. Because my whole platform is I'm just writing the diary I'll read back on Mm
1: -hmm. years from now. I love that. But y'all are witnessing as I'm writing each page. So years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, where do you see Koi going? Koi to the world.
0: I need it to be locations everywhere. Mm. Because to me, it's not about, oh, I'm going to open a location here, here, here. No, it's every location is a new opportunity for me to connect with people to give my art to people. So I was having a phone conversation with one of my really good friends, Mickey yesterday. And she was just like, would you ever like do a partnership with a store for them to carry Koi? And I was like, "Mm, no. And I said, because the Koi experience comes from Hyatt's creativity being translated into a physical space. Mm. So no, I don't want a boutique to put Koi on the shelf. Koi is more than the jewelry. It's the whole experience when you walk into the store and I hope you can come one time. Mm. It's literally, it's like an art gallery. You see every detail and you just know, ooh, Hyatt's name was all over that. I don't ever want to be on somebody's shelf.
1: Mm. I love that approach to it. And, and in fact, I've talked to some girlfriends about next time we go to Chicago, we'll stop by the store. But um, one of the things I, I thought when I saw your store was, are you familiar with uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines? Yes. So They when, have a, a show, right? Yeah. They have a show on HGTV and then left that, created their own network. But what I'm referencing here is that they have, in Waco, Texas, they have like Joanna's World, I don't know what it's called, but literally they've put that city on the map and people travel to her silos where she has a store and all her art and her design stuff is there and it's become a destination. And that's exactly what I thought about when you opened your store. People are traveling from all over just to come see your store. 50 people
0: flying for opening day.
1: Like I was so confused
0: that I, I hosted a dinner for them. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't, I literally was like, I don't know why y'all are flying here. Like that's, you'll see my imposter syndrome come out a little sometimes. It's when like this, this weekend, there's somebody who like a lady walks in and you always know somebody sent somebody when like they walk in, like, I don't know where I am, but like my daughter told me to come and get this. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I asked them like, you know, are you from Chicago? She was like, no, we drove from Tennessee. And I was like, What? <laughs> Or like there's somebody who's like, we're here from Toronto. I've came in from here. And I'm just, I literally always go, why? <laughs> because I won't lie to you. I still don't understand. Like it's the part where, like I probably got to get special therapy. No, on, honestly. But it, it's crippling sometimes mm. where like, I'm, I don't even allow myself to be happy because I'll be telling the team, why is she here all the way from wherever? Like, do they not have jewelry stores? Like it, it becomes me not accepting of like, Hey, you're really doing a thing. Mm. And I really want myself to be able to be in this moment, but I'm not, I'm so like, wait, why? Like every time we have a launch and then the team is like, Oh, we just sold out of this. And I'm like, but we just launched. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but hold on guys. Like I told you, we got to double the inventory. We got to triple it. And they go, we did. And I'm like, and it sold out. Why? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like at some point they're just like, hi, Ed, like, can you stop with these? Your like, I, I'm like so oblivious to why anybody's buying it. Or like you see people wearing it. Like I went to a brunch. First of all, I don't go anywhere. Cause I'm always working. So this weekend, one of my friends was hosting a brunch, but it was during store opening hours and I was going to like send her a gift, but I was like, I will pop in for five minutes. Mm. I popped in, in the elevator. I saw a woman. She was on the way to like a bridal shower. And she had on Koi. But what, do you know what's crazy? She didn't know who I was. Mm. And I said to her, I like your earrings. And I was like, where do you get it from? I was actually being sarcastic because I thought maybe she didn't want to say hi. Mm. And she was just like, oh, there's this brand. Um, I bought them and I was like, Koi? She was like, yeah. And I said, that's my brand. And she looked at me like, <laughs> really? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and you could see like, she, she, she kind of didn't know if I was kidding. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the owner. And she was like, wow, like your stuff is amazing. Like, you know, like she said hi and everything. She's like, oh, I was trying to get this one thing, but it's sold out. Will you bring it back? And I'm like, no, um, but you know, good to see. you. <laughs> and then I walked out the elevator and I was sitting down and then somebody saw me and came over and said, hi. And she had on Koi. Mm. And then as I was leaving, cause this, this is like a big brunch at like a hotel. I saw another person in Koi. So within 10 minutes of that I was at the event, I saw three people, one of which had no idea that I own the brand. And I was like, I'm still, I went back to the store and I was like, guys, I saw three people in court. and they're like, yes, Hyatt, people wear
1: court. Right. It is a thing. You have like built on something amazing.
0: Thousandth 7,000th order and we're not one year yet. But I pray every day. Like when I pray to God, I say, God, please let me accept this moment mm. because because I may never get this again. At some point, I don't want it to be like, yeah, well, not. no, 200,000th order but I just really need to accept where and like take a second and be like we're not in panic mode anymore Mm. you've built a thing like it's not like you want to be like little Hyatt clap for yourself we're we're okay Mm.
1: and I pray I, I want you to pray for me one day that I get there
0: Every, and that's every that's the time I see thing. you,
1: every time I see you come across my feed, we're all cheering you on. So for anyone who's heard your story, they didn't know about Koi, but now they really want to get into it. Where can we find you? Where can we pick up a piece of our own? Because, you know, I had to wear mine for.
0: <laughs> I mean, I will tell anybody who doesn't know about Koi, by the time you see it, it's not there anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's um. I mean, shopkoi.com. But we have our flagship in Chicago, which is, I think, a better experience than online. You got to you got to come. To Chicago. Um, and for, for the for the next couple of months, I'll be on the floor every single weekend because I need to meet every single person.
1: Ooh, well, I'm sure people are going to come see you because the experience online looks great, but the in-person, I'm going to experience it soon. But hi, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And we're wishing you so much luck.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope in a year we'll come back and do this conversation and I'll be more confident. I'll hold you to that.
1: Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She'sOffscript.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode. Bye.